Your sensors are correct. Do not adjust your heading. Your heading. You've discovered the Omega Particle. Streaming to the Alpha Quadrant and beyond. 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 Here's your host. The anchorman of the Federation. The doctor of Dilithium. This is Jonathan Wiegand. Welcome to the Omega Particle Podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, like the man said, Jonathan Wiegand, sitting behind the golden OPP microphone. We are back and back at it again with our famous News and Brews. Now, if this is your first time listening to News and Brews, we cover this uh, for the past couple weeks and months, Star Trek news, but also having some brews, some some cold brew, some alcohol. Today, we are, again, not sponsored by anybody. <laughs> this brand that my wife drinks is called Two Chicks, and it's like this vodka, let me see, cucumber and thyme drink. It's good, but I, I, I wanted something, something a little bit harder while we record, so that's what we're doing today. I hope wherever you're at, you're relaxing and enjoying yourself, and Thank you so much for tuning in, and I, I have to be honest, I have half my brain tied behind my back just to make it fair today, and boy, we have a lot of great uh, news and kind of fun stories to go over. After all, I am the Anchorman of the Federation, and this is our duty, I say, responsibility to cover. I mean, there's things like Jonathan Frakes calling the Riker maneuver an a-hole-ish type of thing. Yes, Luna, this is a... There's a family show, Luna the Intern, everybody. Uh, remember some great Star Trek people that have passed on. The, the, what's the future of Star Trek? Because we have this huge news about these mergers with Warner Brothers and, and Disney and Paramount, all this kind of nonsense. We're going to be covering that. Also, a potentially new Picard movie, dealing with that. And uh, wrap it up with, a, with our most famous wannabe Trekkie, and that's Nicolas Cage and why he wants to be in Star Trek. So without further ado, Luna... Let's roll that beautiful bean footage. Yes, like I said at the beginning, that there is a potentially a new Star Trek movie kind of moving forward. And don't worry, friends, we're not talking about, dear God, the the Kelvin universe. We're, We're not opening that can of worms that should stay where it's at even though i've heard it's rumored that star trek 4 kelvin universe might be somewhere down the line at some point with something but that's good just 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 leave it there <laughs> let's let's not do any more um i'm of course talking about the picard movie um as you all know we we just i think it was a year ago probably about a year ago now almost a year ago now that we've had the third season of the next generation spinoff and it centered around Picard and it was just beautiful. And I wept openly as the sky parted. It was just a great, <laughs> great season. I love season three, first two and not so much. However, it, it kind of, if in spoilers, if you haven't seen it, but it kind of set up for a either a legacy project which we've heard about or a potential movie and i think since it was popular it made a lot of 
fans that maybe a movie is going to happen. And then the biggest question with that is if Sir Patrick Stewart's willing to to pick up the role of Picard again. We have an answer. So it, it turns out that we might be seeing more of John Luke. Uh, Stewart recently appeared on an episode of a podcast called Happy, Sad, Confused Podcast, who who is hosted by Josh Horowitz. And Stewart made a surprise statement. He said that there is a Star Trek Picard movie script being written with him in mind. And this is a direct quote. So Sir Patrick Stewart is saying, so it's an ongoing procedure for me. I heard only last night about a script that is being written, but written specifically with the actor myself to play it. And I've been told to expect it to receive it in a week or so. I'm so excited because it sounds like the kind of project where the experimentation that I want to do will be essential for this kind of material. It's good to be 83. Okay, so what do you think about that? Listeners out in the Alpha Quadrant, let me know. Send send your DMs. Slide in my DMs, as they say. Wait, no, Luna, that's a bad thing? Okay, uh, <laughs> just kidding. So let me know what you think. I personally don't want another Picard movie. I go back and forth on this issue many times, but right now I'm seated at, and I've probably changed my mind 4,000 times, but I am seated in the do not because the way season three ended, it was such a, it was such a nice send off to the TNG years. It was such a nice tip of the cap that I feel like if you kind of try to rehash that again, it, it would kind of cheapen the third season, you know? And I'll be brutally honest, the first two seasons of Picard weren't very strong. I mean, they had some good moments, but to then... if So I'm saying if they, if they can't do a TNG kind of revival, because it's already been perfected in season three, then they're going to go back to the well again on Picard and his personality and him as a person and his history. Okay, if they don't do that, do they do something more modern? But then if they do something, again in modern times i just feel like it's going to be lost and it's just kind of a blah idea personally i'm not just not excited (laughs) about that i just don't trust them to make it good i hope i'm wrong a thousand percent that you know that it's good and it's great and everyone's having a good time but for me i'm just not a yeah i just don't put a lot of faith in that they'll do a good job but anyway let me know social media Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Threads? Are we on Threads, Luna? What the heck is Threads? It's a Facebook alternative to Instagram. But doesn't Facebook own Instagram? No, it's a Facebook alternative to Twitter. Or, I don't know, whatever. I'm 34, Luna. I don't have time to keep up with your your nuances and your social medias. Uh, Moving on to our next kind of quirky story so talking about the Riker maneuver and what Jonathan Frakes finally said about it so the Riker maneuver is this maneuver that Riker kind of lifts his leg over the chair every time he sits down there's like a bazillion and I'm talking bazillion kind of recaps and funny little things that come up on it throughout the um, social media so I'm sure everyone's seen it however Frakes was doing kind of a uh, an AMA and ask me anything 
on Reddit, and some people actually kind of were questioning him about this, and his responses were kind of hilarious. So we're like, okay, we definitely want to share this. Uh, so somebody named King Rabbit underscore asked Jonathan Frakes, hey, who came up with the Riker maneuver on TNG? Um, be honest, was it you? It's such a power move. And Jonathan Frakes replied, hey, it kind of happened by chance when we were first used the 10 forward sets. The chairs were really low enough to kind of step in. And frankly, it's kind of an asshole move, but I'm I'm glad it found the life of a meme and have, as a uh, reoccurring social media thing. So I, I think it's funny, like, okay, it's kind of, I mean, it kind of is, but it's kind of not. I don't, I don't really know why he said it's an a-hole move, um, but I think he's just being funny. Uh, and also some of this other stuff from his AMA is actually really um, kind of hilarious. So if you have the time on Reddit, I'm not really big on Reddit, but uh, I did look into this and some of some uh, fun little interactions with fans. So he actually talks about how he's glad he didn't really have to deal with a lot of the dialogue challenges that they face. So a user asked him, do you have any tips you give to Trek actors to help with, you know, the techno babble? Any phrases in particular you had a hard time with? And if you don't know what techno babble is, and I'm sure everyone listening to this podcast does, it's that kind of crazy science talk that really doesn't mean anything unless you're like on a ship and this is kind of made up. So it's like, oh, the de- deflector shield has gone down because the plasma relays are not communicating with the gel packs. And it's causing the warp, it's causing the nacelles to vent plasma, and it's, it's just techno battles. Blah. It's not real. <laughs> so, Frakes actually said that he was very lucky that he didn't have to, like, do a lot of this techno babble, and that Data and Jordy were kind of stuck with it. So, he doesn't really have any advice because he didn't have to deal with it. And now that when he said that, I actually was watching just some random um, TNG episodes, which, side note, if you want to watch TNG and Star Trek for free, check out Pluto. And this is by no means, I don't get plugged by any way, shape, or form from anybody. But I was on a work trip maybe like six months ago. And they had Pluto like on the TV, like this web streaming service. And they have like this 20, they have two 24-hour channels. One that plays like Next Generation. And then the one that played just like a random Star Trek series. And they have commercials. So, I mean, it's not streaming. But I was like, this is legit. Like, this is great. (laughs) So I fell asleep to that every night. So if if you're looking for that and want some free Trek, check out Pluto. Um, So, yeah, I was actually watching a couple episodes uh, over the past, uh, over the break. And, yeah, Frakes really doesn't have that much. So I was kind of surprised by that, him being first officer and all. But it is what it is. And so to wrap up the Jonathan Frakes uh, AMA interview. This is one of my favorite quotes too, but he was asked, Hey, what's your favorite quote from Star Trek? And he replied from a Riker's line in data's day. Some days you get the bear. Some days the bear gets you. And that is so freaking true in every way, shape or the form as I'm experiencing in my life right now. <laughs> it's just been so busy, man, but I've, I've enjoyed it. One of the other things I wanted to talk about is, of course, we had a passing in the Star Trek family about a couple weeks ago, about, I'd say, a week and a half, two weeks ago, and that was um, Gary Graham passing. Now, if you're if you're listening on the podcast, you're like, well, who the heck is Gary Graham, and why should I care? He's most famous for playing 
in Voyager uh, on he's in Ocampan and he was in a season two episode called Cold Fire but he also reprised his role in Ambassador Soval on Star Trek Enterprise and he was you know was on that show for several several years you know kind of back and forth with Jonathan Archer and to me he was he did a great job being the Ocampan I mean if just a recap of the episode he kind of was uh, his, his name was Tannis he was a member of the Ocampan kind of a that the caretaker was a part of and you know he was like look I have know the magical crystalline being is it Saspria I don't know how to pronounce that Luna <laughs> and he was like hey let's kind of meet up but he had ulterior motives etc and then um, Ambassador Saval was just kind of a Vulcan dick to humans because he didn't want us to go into space and he blocked archers and um, it was pre-Federation but blocked the NX-01 from constantly going into deep space or wanting to constantly recall it before his death Graham spoke extensively about his involvement in Star Trek and discussed his experience working on Voyager, specifically in um, something called, it was a book called The Captain's Log Supplemental, um, and it was very specific with, with Voyager. And Graham described a tense, surprisingly unpleasant working environment on the Voyager set. Now, this is season two, episode 10 cold fire which came out so you have to think season two that kind of surprised me with his statement and his statement says though i enjoyed most of the cast members on voyager the tone on the set was tense they're very tightly wound over there that's not to say it wasn't a rewarding experience but it was about as fun as taking a midterm when you really really have to make a good grade i wanted to change two words of star trek and it took 30 minutes to get script approval on that back from the ivory tower so it is surprising to me that you know graham characterizes voyager set as tense because voyager is not typically the star trek series you know with a reputation for more serious working environment you have uh tng was a lot of pranks a lot of fun but i what i've heard is that you know deep space nine which ran concurrently with voyager at the time Deep Space Nine was a very tense set because, I mean, the subject matter, the Dominion War, freak, yeah, that's that's tense. Um, and even to back that up, uh, Armin Shimmerman, who played Quark, discussed the seriousness of the show on um, an episode of the Shuttle Pod. Shimmer went, Shimmerman went so far as to say that DS9 actors didn't laugh when discussing the mood of the set compared to, you know, like I said, TNG. And, of course, he went on to clarify, you know, it's just that they took their jobs more seriously and that um, it was a very serious subject matter, so they wanted... I, I, it would be very hard to be like, oh, I just got done reading a list of casualties from, you know, the last attack on Romulus. Oh, this is very serious. And then joking around with your buddies and, you know, being silly. So I understand, like, it's a serious tone. But the tightly wound is a very different atmosphere that Graham described on Voyager. And to me, it kind of just implies that it was actually unpleasant rather than him just being dedicated to being and providing the best performance possible. I don't know. In in most other accounts of the Voyager's cast and crew, everyone on set got along well and joked around fairly often. So to hear a dissenting opinion from a very well-respected, you know, Trekkie guest star, 
definitely adds a little bit of nuances to the series lore. And I know I say this like every couple months, but when are we getting that Voyager movie? If you know, let me let me know. <laughs> because I, I just think it's it's been a couple years in the making now. I'm starting to doubt if it'll ever get made simply because it may have a lot of subject matter like this that is very, not controversial, but there's a lot of conflicting stories. There's a lot of, and maybe it was just a bad week. I mean, think about when you're in the office or at your work. I mean, is every week perfect? No, you're going to have good weeks and bad weeks. So that's that's what I kind of chalk it up to. Maybe it was just a bad week and everybody was just tightly wound to be tightly wound. Yeah, I just want to honor Graham's experience and just contributions to track and that he'll be greatly missed in our fandom and our universe. Uh, moving on, we have some just crazy tales from the world of Paramount Plus um, and the merger and, and what that exactly means for Trek and is Trek going to be moving again? Yeah, so there was a big announcement today in the world of streaming services and I'm sure you may not have heard about it because it it just broke think two days ago and it hasn't really been kind of talked about but ESPN Fox and Warner Brothers have teamed up to create you know a streaming platform in and of itself and it's going to include ESPN is Disney so it's going to be a big just hoopla and they plan to bring in a bunch of different sports and, and and everything but for me the Warner Brothers was the thing that kind of scared me because I was like, okay, Warner Brothers, Paramount, what does that mean? Am I going to lose Paramount Plus? Are we gonna, they going to take Star Trek off and it's just going to be a mess? It's going to go back to Netflix or whatever. I am happy to say that, you know, that they are not going to include any content in this new big merger. As of today, in February 8th or 9th, and uh, Real Linda, they are not going to include anything from Paramount Global or Comcast, NBC, Universal. So NBC and Paramount were good. It looks like we're going to stick with our Paramount Plus for now. Again, I I just keep hearing and reading stories about, oh, so-and-so streaming is going to take off content, even if you bought it. And so I'm just like, maybe, maybe we should just go back to old school DVDs where we just own it and we own it. There's nothing, nobody can take it away from us. I mean, are they forcing us to pirate? I don't know. Oh, I'm getting the, the shake from my from my producer here to say, shut your mouth. But I'm just saying, maybe, maybe owning physical copies is the way to go. I do own all 10 Star Trek films. I don't count the Kelvin universe for obvious reasons, but uh, they're great. I have them. haven't watched them, because, but at least you got them. So I feel like I'm almost like a doomsday prepper to be like, well, if they ever take my Star Trek away, I'll have it in the secret bunker that I can watch my, my shows in no matter what. And for the last story of the day, there was the Saturn Awards. I think they were last week, and uh, it's kind of a sci-fi, you know, just a fun little award show, and, and a lot of Trek people won, like Jerry Ryan and, and John Luke and Maria Sarichis. Like A lot of great people won. But at the show was Nicolas Cage, and, of course, this Oscar-winning actor was there to pick up a Saturn Award because he had a role in Dracula in Renfield and um, this is actually an exclusive story from TrekMovie.com so if you want to read the full thing it's there but uh, they asked him in 
2023, he had an interview with, um, I think it was Yahoo. He was saying, would you ever want to be in a Star Trek movie? And he said, of course. He said his passion is more Trekkie. He grew up watching Shatner and Nimoy and Bones. That the stories of the original series had a lot of wisdom and socially relevant commentary. And he's always wanted to be in it and already very par- partial to Star Trek. And he even said, you know, if he if he did get a role, what would, would he be interested in? He was like, I don't want to play a villain, which would kind of be he would make an awesome Trek villain, I just have to say. But he said, I, I don't want to play the villain. I want to be on the bridge. I want to be on the Enterprise. So I am a hundred percent totally gung-ho for having a Nicolas Cage first officer on the Enterprise, maybe even a captain on the Enterprise or maybe another ship. I think that would be brilliant. Paramount, make that happen. Pay the man whatever he wants. It needs to go. But that has been this round of news and brews. We will be coming out as we see fit. Uh, we, have, I mean, there's, there's a lot of news and then there's not a lot of news. It really just depends. Um, however, down the pipeline, uh, we have a lot of great shows that we'll talk about in the closing. But for now, Luna... Let's wrap it up. Yes, like I was just saying, so we have a couple cool ideas we're going to do. We're going to do in the next, I think next week, uh, the best bromances in the Star Trek universe. Uh, That's, of course, for Valentine's Day. We'll be releasing on Valentine's Day, so that'll be fun. Uh, I do want to. I want to do a deep dive into the Mirror Universe and talk about that because it it has this thread throughout a lot of Star Trek uh, series. And I was like, okay, this will be fun and cool. Something I'm interested in, want to learn more about. But then a big, like again, surprise and change for us is um, doing a book review again on another captain, and that will be the Kate Mulgrew memoirs. So we did the memoir for Sir Patrick Stewart. He was great. I loved it. Learned a lot about him, his time on Trek. And I was like, why not do the same thing with Kate Mulgrew and go about her stuff? That's what I'm going to do. I'm in the process of reading that now. Pretty interesting stuff, pretty heavy material. But of course, we're going to split those in two episodes. The first one being Trek related. The second one being, you know, life of Kate Mulgrew and career. So Again, coming down the pike, so excited to be on OPP and to keep doing this. We've had, I've just been so busy at work. The first three three months of work is always just tremendous for me, but super excited. Cannot wait to get this out to you guys. So thank you so much for listening and reaching out on social media. Love talking with you guys all the time. And as always, remember to take care of yourselves out there. Take care of your mental health. And as we close today's show, just remember, second start of the right, straight on till morning.